and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 131. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. James, we uh, just finished Christmas, and uh, we're inching a few days away from New Year's. Oh, yeah. It's our final 2021 episode of Sutra Side Talk. And not only that, guys, we... I've been keeping it mostly under wraps. I've given little hints here and there in the last couple episodes, but uh, this is our last audio-only episode of Sutra Side Talk in general. We're going to, starting in 2022, which basically is next week, uh, our next episode after this, 132, we are going to experiment and try video. And... Of course, that'll just be on one platform for the most part. We'll be on YouTube finally, after all this time, finally getting there. And uh, I've been wanting to, like, before previously, take, like, past episodes and put, like, a still image on there and just toss it on YouTube. Just be like, oh, here you go. Here's all our stuff. But we're going to actually go and do legit video. Uh, it's not going to be crazy. It's just, like, you know, using, like, Logitech cameras, webcams, stuff like that. Uh, utilizing Zoom recording, so just the Zoom video. Uh, will be used for it. We'll still use our Audacity recordings just so the quality stays there uh, in terms of the audio itself. And then uh, the thing with it is it will be pretty much unedited just because it is video. And the difference will be for audio most likely is I could still do my edits. So it would potentially be slightly shorter, I guess you could say. Uh, and I haven't really worked out the full-on, like, musical intro portion that I normally do for, uh, audio. I don't know if that'll be in for the video. We'll see what happens. We'll probably just be kind of, like, an abrupt, like, hey, welcome to the thing, just for YouTube, until we get, like, a cool animation thing or something. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's actually, I just thought about (laughs) literally right now. I was like, oh, wait, what about that part? And we don't need it for that. That's just good for audio anyway. It's fine. Uh, cause I mean, I know people want to have shorter stuff on video anyway, so it saves you 20 seconds if anything. So that's what's going to happen. But yeah, so audio and video will be different versions somewhat, just like, you know, there'll be some edits that you'll find in the audio that you won't find in the video. You'll have the intro and the audio that you won't have in the video. Uh, so those are really the only main things. Uh, hopefully the quality is okay, considering it'll be zoom. But uh, it'll release same time for the most part as the audio versions on all platforms. And because of that, too, I can also cut up small bits of the video and put that on TikTok as well. So it'll be kind of being more, I guess, consistent on TikTok just because now I'll have pre-made kind of pre-cut videos. I don't have to worry about like filming new stuff just for this one little thing. Uh, which I'll, I'll still try to do for certain things, like small news bits, like I said before. I actually have a couple that I need to, need to knock out in a bit, but that's really our big news. Uh, eventually, now this isn't happening right now either, but eventually over time, I still want to stick to that original plan too of kind of retroactively putting out the older episodes on YouTube. That one won't have video, of course, because uh, so we, we haven't have any. Yeah, we didn't have any videos, so... Uh, that will be like kind of the still image stuff. I've been kind of tinkering a bit with video editing just because I'm an audio guy and not a video guy. So it's kind of new to me. And that one eventually will get like still images. It obviously won't be on there all at once. It'll be like yeah. one or two episodes a week, maybe depending on how much time I got. Like this is more of my free time if I have time to do it. And I normally don't have free time. So 
that'll arrive when it arrives among other other things but uh yeah that's the that's the big news i wanted to talk about and otherwise this episode is of course you know this is sutra side talk we talk about games movies what we've been watching and playing uh tv shows as well uh and some news regarding those three areas too uh very small bits though we don't we, we tried to minimize that a lot more and we today are going to be talking about spider-man no way home of course spoiler warning there'll be a lot of spoilers in this episode uh we'll be talking everything about it uh this episode will be purely dedicated to it so whenever it finishes we might have it shorter than normal episodes we'll see how it goes it's just the two of us today so hope you guys enjoyed the previous episode we had orn and miles on for halo infinite and that was a i think that was a good talk we could probably could have gone longer but we had limited time for that one. James, you have a good Christmas, though? Everything cool? Everything great? I did. Yeah, it was nice. We had a nice uh, prime rib for dinner, and uh, obviously oh there was gift giving, so it was fun. I uh, finally got a backbone controller for my iPhone, and I've been going crazy with that. It's it's kind of funny that I, I, like, I got a bunch of, well, not a bunch. I got a few like new games like Deathloop and stuff, and for some reason I'm more curious trying to see how well fallout new vegas plays on x cloud through my iphone finally iPhone getting control. back to the older ps3 games you never finished excellent Dude, it's honestly really surprising how well x cloud runs on uh iphone or at least like the my new super new iphone that can like actually handle game streaming because like my old one would just start to overheat and slow down way like within minutes so oh, wow my okay. current phone can handle it, uh, and as long as I'm connected to decently fast Wi-Fi, but also the backbone controller, because it just plugs right into the phone, it, there's like zero input lag, at least as far as the phone itself goes. So, like, maybe it's just because Fallout New Vegas already was a pretty, like, slow-to-react game anyway, which is why they had to do the whole VAT system to kind of help with aiming. Like, it plays super well. Like, it... it if I if someone had handed me a phone playing Fallout New Vegas f- through XCloud and it like I don't know didn't have one of the random sp- lag spikes that it does have, at least for the moment I would be like, oh wow, I can't believe you actually got Fallout New Vegas on the phone. I don't know. I just think the technology is super cool. Uh, what about you? Did you get anything cool? Yeah, I got some good stuff. Uh, I got some Shin Godzilla sweats. Uh, some cool. Uh... Cool books, I'd say. Um, I wasn't really asking for too much. I was like, oh, give me a year of Zoom and some gas money. That's that's really what I want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want things that can just help me throughout the year uh, for the most part. But yeah, th- those were cool. Um, I actually had to look back because I'm like, shit, what did I get? Uh, as a joke, my mom got me a mini sandwich maker, like a, a mini press. Because when I was a kid, I loved grilled cheese. I mean, I still love grilled cheese sandwiches. It's one of my favorite oh, yeah, things. Agreed. Uh, at a certain point, I used to microwave them all. And then we got like a panini press type thing. And I'd press them for the grilled cheese sandwich. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then like eventually it broke. And I like evolved to using like a, a pan and just like frying it and like making the pan and stuff, throwing all the crazy ingredients in there. Now I got this mini press and I'm like, oh boy, I wonder if the bread can actually fit on it. It looks pretty small. I don't know how much <laughs> can actually fit in this thing, but I'm going to try it out uh soonish and see how it works but uh it, that i think that was the funniest thing i got for sure 
Um, yeah, it was a chill Christmas. It was more like everyone was watching my knees open and everything. That was like the more important thing for That's the most fair. part. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm getting to that point now where it, it's more like, I guess, all the stuff I want is time sensitive now because they're always like, oh, it's a limited number of blah, blah, blah. And it uh, yeah. sells out immediately. So I get it myself. And then there's a few things I actually need because I already have like a surplus of things I haven't watched or read or anything or played. So I don't really need much currently. And uh, I'm, I guess it's like a weird, like, I'm getting closer to that older guy thing where it's like, you don't really get them. You, you don't get older males stuff as much anymore, I feel like. Or at least like dudes that, I'm not a dad, obviously, but you know, when you get to like the dad phase, you're like, no, oh, they don't want anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It's like Daniel was saying, it's super hard to shop for me because like most of the things that I want, I just like get for myself like usually yeah. if it's a game that comes out like i just get it when it comes out unless it's something like Deathloop, where i'm like it's too many games i'll get it later <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those things where maybe my never-ending backlog of things will finally finish and i can have more clarity and see or look around and be like wow maybe destiny will just die it'll be like the yeah. servers will just die and we never get it back and i can actually get back to my life that'll that's oh probably my the biggest god thing. i keep I keep wanting to come back to Destiny to grind out at least the end of this the this season's story stuff and play a little bit of the anniversary event before that ends, before Witch Queen comes out. And so many things come out, like Halo. Yeah, I've been the opposite. Like, I, I'm going to come back to Halo, but I'm just like, I've been playing Destiny and Hunt because of the, I guess, Christmas events. So those have been occupying fair, all of yeah. my gaming time. Oh, currently. I keep forgetting about the dawning. I need, I should, I can't miss, the, I, I've probably uh, missed most of the, the dawning. First, I mean, it's been the first week. This is, oh, our so week. It's not no, 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 this is the second week. So you have one more week starting oh, tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow's the final okay. week. I should get back into that. You get the week off. Just, just get into it, man. Just stop playing Halo. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. I, I, I stopped playing Halo the minute I beat it. I was like, cool. I could finish this eventually. It's fine. I'll do it later. It's not going anywhere. It's Halo. <laughs> I do. I don't know. I do like playing the Halo multiplayer. It's super fun for me. It is good, yeah. But all right, uh, we got not. We, we're not really doing any news this week. Uh, the only thing I do want to say is, holy shit, NFTs! Like they're getting into gaming. Now, yeah, that's scary. Like it's it's not surprising that Ubisoft was one of the first ones because they have been like one of the forefronts of like shove as many microtransactions as you can into our games and make I them mean, all live services. I feel like Ubisoft has been going downhill in multiple different yeah. categories. Like for it, like first was just making everything open world when not everything needs to be open world and kind of making things yeah. not really not respectful to the player's time. I think uh, one just of the because worst they're putting in too much fat. Yeah, one of the worst examples is probably Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint where it's like the first one, Wildlands, people loved as like a tactical squad based shooter. And then Wildlands, they were like, let's make it sort of futuristic and make it, make it sort of RPG-esque and have like a loot system and stuff. I still have to get back to that. I played yeah. for like an hour or two during Extra Life one year, I think. And I never have gone back. I still have to go back to it. Yeah. And yeah, then I, I can mean, see what it's like and then complain after. <laughs> their their Quartz system, though, is like, it's kind of funny to me that they had, they had a tag, like a byline that was like, we're using a special kind of blockchain technology that's more environmentally friendly because it's like if you're not aware the amount of energy that's being spent on these like nft transactions is actually like having a noticeable effect on the environment so 
Yeah. It, and it's something I didn't know because I stayed away from NFTs for the most part. I didn't want to know shit about them. Well, yeah. And, that's and the then thing. I found out about quartz and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I started reading up on it and they're like, yeah, but if it's not environmentally stable and I'm like, environment. NFTs aren't environmentally stable. Yeah, that's like what is it? What? And then I started researching that. And I'm just like, yo, yeah, you, you fuck NFTs think, more you than I think... thought they were fuckable before. But fuck them yeah. more. Yeah, you wouldn't think about the uh, the real world effects of just trading digital items, but apparently it is like actually pretty energy intensive. So yeah, that's just that's uh, annoying. Just, just save image jazz, guys. That's it's yeah. as easy as that. I think that's the best way forward. It's so hard to explain NFTs. Like it's, they're stupid. They're just a new pyramid scheme. It it definitely does feel like a scam. Oh, especially like. It's you make money really. off of it by selling it to the next poor sucker that pays more than you did previously. Pretty much. In, and that's it. But then like at least the quartz thing made sense where it's like we're we're selling you one gun out of this like lot of guns that has like a, spe- a specific uh serial number. Well, let's not but, they're going, "Hey, we know our microtransactions were already bad enough because some of them have been horrible to where it helps you have to buy resources in game to get things done like an odyssey yeah and now we're making it even worse than it was before like there are certain things i'm fine if it's like certain cosmetics but once it, it like affects gameplay and then yeah that was never fixed and now they're going oh well now we want to add other shit like this to it it's I, I i don't know i think they're you're hearing this and at the same time they still have all their sexual allegations going on and then their games are still just questionable at best anyway in terms of quality. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Ubisoft went from like, it's just weird seeing the big three, kind of the th- big three third party, EA, Activision, and Ubisoft take weird turns of going from, oh, this is the best of the three to this, this is the worst of the three. And it's just like, the only reason Ubisoft isn't the worst is because Activision Blizzard has been yeah. like trying really hard to be really shitty and somehow EA's like holy shit we're like the least bad right this is anthem never happened right now this is great <laughs> yeah then stalker 2 for some reason decided to try yeah. nfts i'm glad that they they listened to the massive outcry against it and within like, like a day canceled it yeah they were like they God. tried to defend it for like a minute and then it lasted an hour i think yeah, and then, yeah, eventually they're just like, you know what? No, it's not worth it. <laughs> no one likes this. <laughs> but I don't understand that NFT because one of the things they were selling was like the ability to have yourself digitally scanned into the game to be like an NPC somewhere in, in Stalker 2. But like, I don't get how that's an NFT. They just, just get your soul and they put it in there. It's scan- <laughs> it, it just t- it takes your soul out of your body. It'll be great. It's like when uh, it's like Tron. You're going to be Tron. Well, it's like so for NFTs, the idea is like you somehow own a file with like a specific code that tells you that's a a unique digital item. Yeah. I don't understand. Until you save image as and then it's not your unique item anymore. Like, how do you say, like, I own that NPC in this game that everyone can see? Like, that it's in everyone's game. Like, do you just get. A copy of that character model is that the nft like i don't get it because that just like you were saying earlier that just feels like something like a stretch goal in uh like who knows i just all i know is i hope the dude that created nfts is somewhere in the ocean at the bottom that's all i know that's, yeah. that's all that matters 
That's the most important thing here. God. Uh, it's environmentally unfriendly, guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just save image as. Just save image as is the best effect here. That's all you got to do if you like this stupid, dumb fucking thing there. Especially, just watch that new South Park special, too. Yeah. It'll tell you all about NFTs as well. I guess as, like, a nice bonus, apparently Quartz isn't doing well. So, that's good. Yeah, because it's a fucking NFT in a game. No one wants that. No, it's Anyway, all right. That's enough on NFTs. Uh, you ready to talk full on Spider-Man now? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so there's so we, much to talk about. <laughs> there is a lot to talk about. Once again, guys, spoilers ahead. We're going to talk about everything. But also, uh, we're starting off here just talking about the film itself. And then we're going to talk about the films that could have been like uh, Tommy Maguire's Spider-Man 4 and Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 3, the current, like, new Snyder Cut movement that's happening with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And also kind of what to look ahead for for Tom Holland's, like, fourth Spider-Man film as well, and what we'll see coming from the end of this film and stuff like that. So we're going to cover, like, all of those areas. So pretty much it's, like, Spider-Man cinema in general, besides just No Way Home. It'll be a, it'll be a fun conversation, but... Uh, starting off, how did you feel coming out watching this movie, James? So I've been describing it to people as it's basically everything I wanted it to be, except not enough Venom. That's that's my only complaint. Was like, Venom. Well, especially just because they had like a whole mid credit scene, or was it the end credit scene? End credit scene of in, uh, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, yeah. Yeah, in Venom 2, where they hint that he's going to be in uh the next spider-man movie because he gets like i don't know it seems like he's teleported to another world and you you see the news report that like but that doesn't even make any sense though because that happened later but anyway um so i was like the whole movie going like okay this is where venom's gonna come out of nowhere and and help out the spider-man and it just never happened yeah (laughs) but other than that like again full spoilers right now pretty much all the rumors were true like charlie cox is daredevil or at least matt murdoch <laughs> but uh we know the, he's uh, daredevil. like it should he, catches, he caught that yeah. break dude that, we was, know like, he's daredevil. So, that was so good like he caught that break and, and peter's just like how'd you do that i'm a really good lawyer i really just i really hope they do just incorporate the entire netflix into it and just say yeah. it's the same like it's so the same world Vincent d'onofrio apparently just confirmed that his kingpin in um hawkeye was yeah. it was the same kingpin as the oh one thank in god yeah. okay all right okay. Cool, cool, cool. so that is canon at least for kingpin i don't see why it wouldn't be the same for i think the only Cox thing that's been level. separate is what agents of shield because that's confusing as all hell that's like i think still canon it's just like it hasn't really factored into anything for a while. And I haven't honestly, I didn't even watch the whole last season. But I'm still at Hive, that, the slug man. Uh, you're a while ago then. Yep. I never went back. I was like, oh, I should keep watching this. And then I forgot. You know, this is the first time I thought about it in ages. Is yeah, like, I, yeah. I keep forgetting it's a thing, which is a shame because the, the uh, uh, Ghost Rider stuff was super cool. I never got to it. That's the crazy part. I never got yeah. to the actual good part, even though. But the, um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like Charlie Cox, Daredevil showed up. Both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man showed up. And 
like I've heard people complain that Sandman, like the the couple scenes where they show him with like a actual human face, were just pulled straight from. Uh, oh yeah, the previous that movies. looked completely like he was just pulled out of Spider Man yeah. three. Which, like, to be fair, they did a really good job of patching in that footage to make it look like it's just like naturally there. Yeah, uh, I think they, and, did they do that too with um, uh, what's his face? Same with from, the lizard. Same with the lizard, right? Yeah. So, uh, but like, I guess one of my other nitpicks is that we were so close to a Sinister Six movie, but it was only like five villains, but whatever. It's not the same. That's like, I don't know. It feels like such a... They also weren't all teamed up at all. Like, they never really were teamed up. They all kind of just like did different things too. Also, it was a little bit weird that Sandman just, for the sake of being another villain, just randomly was like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to fight you. Uh, But... Damn, this movie is so fun, though. Yeah. Like, we even got to see, like, Peter versus Doctor Strange, or Spider-Man versus Doctor Strange, and, like, Spider-Man won with math and science. He did. Like, I love that. like, math is cool, too. Geometry. He's like, like, wait a minute, the mirror dimension is all just geometry? You're great at geometry. You can do geometry. Uh, That was great. I thought, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It wasn't like amazing or anything. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like great, but I thought it was really good. Uh, it I feel did... like I probably wouldn't be so high on this movie if I didn't have such massive nostalgia for all the other Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah. That's that's why I think it was good is because it wasn't um, good for the Tom Holland reasons. It was good for yeah. everything else. That's and fair. There's I don't know, can... but like Tom Holland still had like a great through line with like... He did. The the Mary not Mary Jane the the um Aunt May like death scene like where hey. they basically used her for uh, Uncle Ben Uncle Ben and then like dude I I totally bought that he wanted to just kill Green Goblin at the end of the movie and he like almost did oh yeah no for sure there was so I guess there's a lot to say about where to start really because that we can easily break all that down piece by piece I guess to start off like. I would say for sure this is the best of the three home home movies. The Spider-Man uh-huh. home movies, considering they all have home in it. I guess it's like the home trilogy. Yeah. Like, the first two, they, like, when you ask me, like, do I like Spider-Man 1 and 2 or uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home, I'd say, like, they're fine. They're not great. They're not really good. They're just okay. I, I never really got anything from it because it didn't... It's, like, cool, but it didn't feel like Spider-Man at all. Like, I wasn't really watching mm. a Spider-Man movie. I was just watching a kid dressed up as Spider-Man and that was it because he felt like compared to the previous, like, iterations, I guess, this was the most, like, oh, this is trust fund Spider-Man, Iron Man sidekick Spider-Man. I didn't feel like this is, oh, this is Peter Parker, you know, that guy down on his luck, always having all these unfortunate shit happen and all this stuff like you're not getting any of that in these movies and that's kind of why i didn't really feel anything either but you know we get that later on and we'll talk about that near the end but this movie itself put in a lot of i guess you could say fan service into it but they put a lot of love into just caring about everything that's happened before like so precisely to the point where like you know when doc ock arrives and he's like the power of the sun in the palm of your hand yeah you're just like oh that is like they're not even just going he's here and that's it you're going he's here straight out of the end of spider-man 2 and this is where we're at right now and i was like oh that's actually really cool that they did that and obviously you know they couldn't bring everyone back you don't have like 
James Franco's Harry Osborne in it, yeah. which you can't anyway because of current uh, allegations against him and everything else. Ooh, so yeah, without a right. Uh You couldn't have Topher Grace Venom in it because then everyone would get angry and be like, why the fuck is Topher Grace Venom here? Or uh, like, uh, what's his face? Amazing Spider-Man 2 Green Goblin because that was also like a, uh, no you're a fraud, Spider-Man. <laughs> like you see with Electro, they, they take everything and either if it was something that was already good, they amplified it. If it was something that wasn't good, they fixed it. So let's say starting off Green Goblin amplified immensely to where it's like, oh, it's just like Norman Osborn on steroids. Willem, Willem Dafoe is like having the time of his life right Dude, now doing this movie. He was so good as Green Goblin in this movie. I think, honestly, Green Goblin is probably the best character in the film. He could be, absolutely. Uh, I'd say he's probably number one character. Willem Dafoe did the best acting in the film, hands down. No one was even close to him. Uh, but they did that. They made him like, Look at the, look at the, I guess, like, starting off with the villains. Yeah, let's just start with the villains. Uh, you have Spider-Man 1 Green Goblin. And he's got, like, the full metal suit. And he's like, ah, Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, shit, I love it. <laughs> it's Green Goblin. In this one, he still has all of that for the most part. But he breaks his helmet. Because, you know, that's, like, it, it's its own thing. It doesn't look like anything from the comics or anything else. And we knew there was a prosthetic suit. We've seen the, or like a prosthetic mask. We've seen it. And it's like complete, like looks hand, like f- detail to detail with like the nineties animated series Green goblin yeah, and the comics so goblin good. perfection. And they still didn't use it. And at first I'm like, Oh my God, you could have used it here. They didn't need to because not at all, not at all because Willem Dafoe did such a good job with his facial expressions that there was just no, yeah, there was just no need for it. His face was the goblin. That was how good he did of a job. He's so expressive. And they added in portions to make it look more of like the old, like the actual like outfit because he still has yeah, the green armor get, he put on like a purple like hoodie at some point and get all torn up so it, it looked just like and uh, sweats in sweats so he kind of looked like he had like the purple hood from the comics yeah it looked amazing and then he had the goggles too it just looks so freaking yeah. good so good and doc ock you had alfred Molina come back which you know people would argue and say like Spider-Man two with Tom McGuire and Alfred Molina is probably the best live action Spider-Man movie. I would say besides oh, that, yeah. cause people, people Dude, say now so like the best movie is probably like into the Spider-Verse, but live action wise, it is Spider-Man two. Yeah. And like he was in it for the money, I believe, which is the funniest oh, thing. If you saw the so interview, funny. he's like, oh, I'm in I just wanted the money. And you're just like, oh, okay. I don't know if he was serious about that. He, but like, that was, just it was pretty serious. good. That was pretty, that was so it was funny. like the most honest thing though, at the same time, if it was, you're just yeah, like, Jamie oh Fox yeah. It's just like, yeah, they said I didn't have to be blue this time. So I could be cooler. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like when Harrison Ford comes back to all the older things that he used to do. And he's just like, oh, I, just, I fucking hate it. I hate all this stuff. I'm gonna break Legos at the like like one of the Tonight shows or whatever, uh, but yeah, Alfred Molina just does such a good job, and they didn't really need to do too much with him because all we needed really was to see him as like the fixed Doc Ock, 
Yeah. Because he's still, like, crazy with the tentacles controlling him. And they make it so it's like, oh, this is the Doc Ock we kind of wanted to see, the one that's in control. And he's a complete good guy. And you're like, oh, my God, this is actually fantastic. And he's helping them out. He helps take down Electro and then stops the Goblin at a certain point. So Strange could at least get the thing back before it even blows up anyway. So it kind of didn't matter at the same time. But it was cool. It was definitely really cool. Electro was the fix here. That was the big fix. Like, oh yeah, like he was such a bad rendition of Electro in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Like, I don't know what they were doing with that. Yeah, blue blue boy with the weird crazy hair and the like Spider-Man, Spider-Man list. <laughs> they took it out. He wasn't like that in this one. He wasn't like Spider-Man. Yeah. It was like, hey, Spider-Man. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. There you go. And one thing that's super impressive is they they didn't like completely retcon these characters they were just like no we're just they're just at least especially for electro they were like oh well the reason why he's not like blue and made of electricity in this universe is because the power in this universe is different like it was like there was more power in this universe or something like that but it's just like because he was like i never felt this much power before well that and he also kept saying like the power here is different so like it's enough of an explanation that it's like I could I could buy that. It's yeah. just like yeah, the electricity here is different, so it affects him differently. Okay. Oh shit! I was <laughs> dead. I was about to die. <laughs> that, I love that revelation where he's just like explaining like yeah, well I was about to beat Spider Man. Here's what I was doing, and then he's like as he's describing, he's like, oh shit, I was about to die. <laughs> it's so good. He he was honestly great in it. Like he was talking about Dungeons and Dragons and all this <laughs> other random shit. Y'all gonna just stand there and pretend I'm not buck ass naked out here? <laughs> Oh, that was so the Sandman's just like I am. <laughs> yeah, so Sandman uh, and Lizard were the two kind of like. It's funny because I think the interesting thing here is the ones that didn't really need the fixing or anything are the ones that survived. Like the only ones yeah. that needed to be either amplified or altered were the ones that had died in the film so far, which was Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and Electro. Whereas you know. We know what happens with Lizard. He goes to prison, and that's it. He's just yeah. kind of like, leave he, Harry alone. I mean, leave gets, Peter alone. He gets turned back into a human, and he's, like, sad because he's missing his arm. But he's also, like, understanding. Like, he's pretty much like, yeah. I'm sorry I did this to you, Peter. Especially, he's, he's like, sorry that he killed Captain Stacy and stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, it. you know, you have Flint Marco, who's Sandman, who pretty much had his full closure. He went to go see his daughter, and now he can go see his daughter again without powers because now yeah, he's, now he's just guy. a human dude. And then I they're going to be like, you're under arrest again. So I did like that effect, though, when they they were using the different cures on all the guys. Like the one for Sandman literally looked like the same kind of spinning white light thing that the particle accelerator that he fell into yes. was doing. So I like that. Touch. That was really cool. Yeah. Each one had its own cool little touch. Uh, they had just had to copy the like, you know, lizard's cure. They just had to do again. They fixed Doc Ock's trip, and Electro had <laughs> literally just like a, here, this will absorb you, and that's it, which is hilarious. And I really like the addition where he's like, oh, this is a miniature arc reactor. I'd like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, he just like stole an arc reactor from the uh, fabricator that <laughs> Happy happened to have, and like... Yeah, it just makes a lot of sense that Electro would want to use this source of, like, nearly infinite electricity. Yeah, and he even, like, it's funny because 
after all of like you know we see all the stuff with iron man and all the things with the arc reactor you kind of forget about it after iron man 2 i want to say yeah like it's iron man 3 like there. There, it's a little bit there yeah but otherwise like the avengers movies you don't really think about it anymore and this is like the first time you're like oh shit i forgot how strong the arc reactor is especially yeah. the amount they talk about it in iron man 1 specifically like it's really interesting and it's cool to see it come back again in such power. And you even get to see Electro, like, he comes back again. He's like, hey, check out the new, like, the new look. Yeah. Or the new, like, I love when he got. was using his electricity powered up like that. He got the, like, kind of. The face look, mask. Like, the face mask. That yeah, he has that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was going to. Yeah. Like, I thought that was such a cool touch that, like, they absolutely didn't need to do. But it's just such good fan service. Yeah, it definitely was. And like I said, there's not really much to say on Salmon and Lizard. They just kind of were yeah. added in to a, a long layer it ride. more. Yeah, and if anything, I think maybe they brought the actors back for the voices. Otherwise, they got different people to voice them. But otherwise, yeah. like, you could tell it's like, yeah, they're just like, oh, you're here. And he's just like the same exact cutout. And you're like, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, oh, what's happening? <laughs> it looks so out of place. You could tell they, they used like... um. I guess it's easier because they just had to cut it out of another film versus like, yeah. oh, let's make a young Leia or a Grand Moff Tarkin out of thin air. Yeah, like, like I feel like that de-aging CG technology is like still probably pretty expensive, especially like at the level that they used for Captain Marvel on uh, Sam Jackson. Like, oh, yeah, that would be expensive to do for Sandman for like the entire movie. And I don't like I guess the lizard, they only would have had to do the one scene, but like. But also, those movies weren't that long. Well, at least the Lizard movie wasn't that long ago. Like, that yeah. guy can't age. can't have aged that much. Exactly. But villains were great. For sure, like I said, the Green Goblin takes the cake, followed Absolutely. by probably Doc Ock and then Electro. And yeah. And the other two, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they were just so good. They, they did such a good job with them. And then we get to, you know... The other characters you have Happy, Aunt May, MJ, Ned. And I totally keep forgetting that Ned is the same, like, character that would potentially be Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Ned Leeds is apparently one of the Hobgoblins. The second Hobgoblin, I believe. It's not yeah. the first Hobgoblin, but the one of the future ones, which we'll, we'll get to that at the end. But Well, it makes that line in, like, when they're trying to make all the cures even funnier, it was just like, did you ever have like a best friend like, like Pete, uh, my Pete has? And he's just like, oh yeah, I had a best friend. Then he turned into a murderous villain and tried to kill me. And then I ended up having to kill him. Well, now he said, yeah, he, he tried to he kill me and then arms. he died in my arms. He <laughs> was like, Ned's, oh no. And then it's just like, oh my God, no. I will never betray you, Peter. And he's like, yeah. Th- thanks. <laughs> That was so good. I think the other thing with Ned was the interesting part was he was able to utilize magic. Yeah, he's a little magic, apparently. Which I'm like... Dude, I love his mom. <laughs> his Oh, his mom was great. I- I'm wondering, though, like, oh, is this going to be utilized in the future? Is he going to become, like, a magic user? I don't know. I, I feel like is it was going to be a magic hobgoblin? <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was probably just for the sake of this movie, but, like, I don't know. We'll We'll see. Because, you know what's funny? All right, the, the funny shit was that when Doctor Strange's cloak saves him and he's just yeah. standing there and it's floating down and it just looks so incredibly out of place and awkward. Yeah. That was that was fantastic. That was great. Thanks, Mr. Cape, sir. <laughs> but, 
you know, happy. I don't know if this is his last movie for John Favreau, considering, you know, he was the director of Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah, I thought I heard that recently, but I don't know. It, it We could, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it would make sense if this was if kind it, of his finish. The only, I think this would be the end of seeing him in... Okay, this is the end of Singham and Spider-Man movies. Uh, he has no more tie to Peter. He doesn't remember who he is. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Aunt May, who he was having a fling with, which is hilarious, is, yeah. you know, dead. Yeah. The only two shows I could see him in, and this is also potentially seeing, like, I would see him where you would potentially see Gwyneth Paltrow. And that is in Armor Wars with Don Cheadle. And maybe Ironheart. And Ironheart, exactly. Yeah. Those are the... If he's going to show up anywhere, it'll be in those uh, more Stark-focused series, whereas now Spider-Man has completely exited the Stark branch for his own branch. I, guess. I can see that. Yeah. Aunt May, though... So, like, I guess... Do you want to talk about her death now? Wanna just sure. Hit that, hit that out of the way? So, I didn't really care that she died. I was just kind of like, ah, it's whatever, who cares? And I was wondering why I'm like, why don't I care that she died? And I'm like, because it's Mar- Mar- okay, easily. Obviously, this is the most attractive Aunt May. It's Marissa mm-hmm. Tomei. But I'm like, is that why I don't care that she died, which even makes less sense? And I'm like, oh, I get it now. I figured it out. It's because she doesn't really feel that much like an Aunt May at all. She doesn't feel like this figure that's been part of harry peter's life this whole time or anything like that yeah that's fair we, we've sh- only gotten like bits and pieces of her throughout the series that's the thing even compared to like uh i forget who played her in tommy mcguire's spider-man or even andrew garfield's spider-man like the difference here is they always had that worrying feeling where they're like peter are you okay something's wrong we know something is something bad is happening they have reactions to uncle ben's death or when Peter tells his, like, Toby Peter tells Aunt May that it's his fault Uncle Ben died and all that stuff. Like, you see all these different types of reactions and kind of just feeling like, oh, yeah, that's his aunt. Whereas in all three of these movies, all you're getting is guys hitting on Peter's aunt and going, hey, your mom's, your fucking aunt's Tom from New York. Yeah. And everything else she's just kind of like oh peter what are you doing the blah 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 have you been doing these things and she's just kind of there kind of a little bit zany but that's it she's not really doing anything with him and then like you know at the end of homecoming she finds out he's spider-man she's like oh what the hell and that's it and then you know she knows who he is in far from home and then in this one you get an introduction to feast Mm -hmm. which i feel like unless people used to read the comics a lot or they if it's recent they had to have played spider-man ps4 mm-hmm. to know what that is if they didn't read the comics or play that game they're like i don't know what the fuck feast is they, they have no idea what feast is and that's the big issue they never built her character at all they never went oh she's this kind helping woman that always wants to do the right thing kind of like uncle ben and she does feast where it's always helping people you get that in the third movie where she dies. It feels very shoehorned to where they do that. She's a very shoehorned character for just comedic relief, which is, that's another issue. Like, this is kind of like why it feels like, oh, this is a perfect MCU movie. Why? Because 
there's a hot aunt you don't give a shit about because she's kind of quippy and jokes and that's it. Like there's nothing else to her until a shoehorn in the third movie and then she gets killed and that's it. Like, mm. I mean, obviously it's like not a big, big thing, but it's just something I realized where it's like, you're, this is why these haven't felt like actual Peter Parker Spider-Man movies at all. And this is just another, I guess, like, showing of that is the lack of Aunt May being Aunt May and instead being hot Aunt Milf that you want when you're watching it. And that's it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I I see what you mean. But I think it's just because, like, the the plots for the last two movies have been, like, Peter basically not being at home, like, near his aunt. So, like, in the first, the first one... was called they, Homecoming. Yeah, which is weird because they also went, like, on a trip to Washington and, like, did a bunch of other stuff. Like, so he was not in New York for a lot of that movie. And then, like, no way... Or far from home, he was, like, literally on a European vacation. So Aunt May was just, like, like what would she have been doing there? I don't know. So I, I do like that they introduce her, like, interactions with Feast in this movie... I personally liked like when like even after Green Goblin like fucks up the building and like she's been like mortally wounded and she like doesn't even like know yet. She still tells uh, Peter like even after all this, like we still did the right thing. Like we tried to help him like that's that's what matters. And like, I don't know. I was also just like, I guess, pleasantly surprised that that we like Uncle Ben is already dead. So we assumed that he had already had his like with great power comes from yeah. responsibility moment. And so it was interesting that like they used Aunt May for that in this movie. So Yeah, she's was- supposed to be the catalyst, which is it's funny because like it took this long for him to have that catalyst. And that's the other thing. So you mentioned that like in the previous two movies he doesn't feel like the the speeder the pi- speeder oh man God. i'm like i keep trying to like look guys it's speeder man coming to save the day yes <laughs> like my brain kept going speeder man instead of like peter and like parker man i don't know so anyway <laughs> that damn parker man's a man. <laughs> parker uh, man so you mentioned that like he didn't feel like spider-man or yeah. or peter parker in the previous movies because he's like everything was kind of like just given to him and he didn't have to like work too hard and he didn't really have to deal with consequences uh so and at this movie you mentioned after we were leaving that like he's basically at that point where he's yeah. at square square zero he has like no money no one knows him no one knows like apparently people know who spider-man is they just don't know who peter parker is uh and like so now he's had that talking to of like you have a power and that gives you a responsibility to use it for good. Like, so I don't know, maybe going What do you want to do first? I want to kill the green goblin. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and that's the other thing is he also had the other Spider-Man, like kind of teach him like what that all means and stuff like that. So, yeah. so maybe going forward, he'll have more of that like actual Peter Parker, like good, good, no matter what uh, feel that you're missing but yeah. we'll see and it's like like i said though it's it it's good they finally pulled that off but it's just weird that it took this long and also yeah that's true that you know they couldn't get a good family feeling of him like now he has no family and it's like 
But did he though? Before did yeah. he? He didn't because his his closest family member was a fucking Iron Man. <laughs> <And it's Yeah. laughs> I'm also not like I don't know how I feel about him just like not reconnecting with MJ and Ned at the end of the movie because like I get that he saw them and like he I guess what he saw was like oh they they are literally better off without me so. Yeah. Which we did so, see that, yeah. So I get it, but like that's also incredibly cruel to like the previous version of MJ, who's just like, I don't want this to happen. Like you have to promise me that you'll come find me and like make me remember you. Promise yeah. me. He and so... he just like doesn't. Yeah, I, and I get it. He's like in his mind, he's like, I'm literally protecting her because she just keeps getting hurt because of me. But yeah, I don't know. And we could we could talk more about I guess like the what comes after that like I said at the end, but yeah, Peter himself like Tom Holland or I guess MJ herself like how did you MJ was good I thought she was a fun yeah I liked her like I loved her whole like interaction with uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man when he showed up and she just like she's like prove that you're Peter Parker oh that was oh that she just keeps throwing bread at him and he's she's like what does your tingle not work it's like it does just stop her bread. Crawl, crawl on the wall crawl, crawl on the wall he's like holding onto the ceiling and she's just like not good enough crawl like how is this not good enough i don't know it isn't just good just crawl it was god like, that was she, so good she has such Zendaya good does like, such a great job she and has really good comedic timing every everyone's like on this uh, i guess like all the execs were like tom holland and zandaya cannot date and apparently they're like we're going to date and it's like no you cannot date do not fuck these movies up <laughs> it's oh god it's hilarious and i did like that they finally do the re- revelation where they're like oh like mary jane no yeah, michelle it's like, it's like melissa jones or something like that i thought it was michelle it might be michelle it was like michelle something jones, jones. Yeah. so that was cool i was like okay cool because i mean obviously we already knew like that was a complaint people had back in, during homecoming yeah, it's like, was so like the real mj She's yeah no, it's like yeah obviously it's not mary jane it's like i'm glad they didn't make her mary jane because they would have been like i mean that's not you just gave her her name but there's nothing else that's like mary jane at all whatsoever maybe one of the best lines for her in the movie was when it's just like yeah you're all in a wizard's dungeon i'm sorry there's no way to sugarcoat that but it's kind of true that was great (laughs) god such a good character that was on it she's like their dynamics of like ned uh mj and peter are actually fun that was like they're really fun together yeah uh Peter, though, I think, yeah, this is the closest we've gotten so far of him being Peter. And it's, like I said, what we kind of see him being led up to for the following films. But it was great seeing him have some form of emotion. Like, the only times we've really seen him with full-on emotion was like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. And then... And then when Tony's, like, dying and he's Yeah, and he's like, you did it, Mr. Stark, you did it. (laughs) Yeah. And then again, I guess, sort of when Mysterio's like, I'm fucking with your head and illusions all over the place. Here's the zombie Stark I rendered. Oh, that's fucking. Yeah. God, what the fuck, Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. So that was that was cool. But definitely of all the different films, I think this is his best version so far. Uh, Second best is probably when he was in Civil War. I want to say, yeah, that, that was actually that was a, that was a good enjoyment there because that that felt that felt on point for the most part. But we had two other characters, James, two very big 
very successful, very powerful characters. Yeah. Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Holy crap. We finally got it. Dude, I love how we saw this movie at the Alamo and they usually have like a very strict no no talking, no making noise policy. Nope. And yep. there were so many moments in this movie where the audience like could not help. Well, Daredevil like, first. Yeah, it was like Daredevil was like, oh, shit, yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil was the first one. But like definitely like the crowd went nuts for both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it, I lost my mind. I fucking cheered when I saw Andrew Garfield specifically. I was so excited. Dude, he seemed somehow way more likable in this version than like, the, I mean, I liked the other two movies, not like as much as the Tobey Maguire ones, but. I, I like, like, okay. He, I really liked the first Amazing Spider-Man. I did not like the second one, but yeah. we can get over that soon. But he was just like so fun in this movie. Yeah. I think. Honestly, I think people just never really noticed because of how bad the second movie was. You don't really pay attention. Yeah, the writing is just really bad. He his performance is fine. It's just the writing isn't good. Yeah, I mean Andrew Garfield himself is a supposed to be a fantastic actor. I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge yet, but apparently that's supposed to be really good. He just did like a movie called Tick Tick Boom. That's supposed to be great. You know, he was fantastic in Social Network as uh, Mark oh, yeah. Zuckerberg's best friend that he betrays. Yeah. Uh, so like Garfield does a good job overall and seeing him appear in this was just so freaking good and it's hilarious how we all were like oh you remember that trailer when it shows Spider-Man fighting all three of the villains and then like it feels edited yeah. out oh it was edited out we were right excellent cool and seeing Tommy McGuire come in oh that was so I love he's just in like street clothes yeah he was he was like i'm not gonna he, he, he was just walking around he was he wasn't even being spider-man at that point yet he was he's just like, like oh I, I hope you don't mind i walked through this uh oh i guess it closed <laughs> i don't i don't know what's going on it's just like later on where it's like they're about to gear up to go into battle it's like so you're gonna go go into battle as like a cool youth pastor or something <laughs> was so he's good. he's like, like pulls his shirt down he's got the the spider suit under the clothes there was another uh, cheer there that once he pulled once he showed it a little bit yeah everyone was like oh shit <laughs> and i think that the other really really big cheering scene was specifically when they finally uh they all posed in their no they houses. all connected and they all uh, ran they were all running off the scat the, ca- oh, the scaffolding yeah, dude, and jumping like, and then they did the jumps but dude, yeah they did such a cool mo- like move where like they seemed i i think they like webbed they webbed onto like one of them, then they, they like spun around, and I don't know. It's just such a cool move that. Oh it's yeah. Like, oh, it's so cool to see like multiple Spider Men, like s- w- moving in synchronized, uh, synchronized swinging together. It's just so cool. I it, it's it's great too because when you watch them do it, you're they're like, "Hey guys, we're Spider Man." You know what that means, right? We're fun, and you just hear them screaming like, "Woohoo! Yeah!" It's like fantastic. Yeah. It's so good to hear it. And I don't think you hear it from, like, Tom Holland's because he's still like, wow, it's dead. But, like, you hear it and Toby and Andrews easily where they're just like, we're Spider-Man. And yeah. it just, God, it's so fucking good. And Well, you can make your own web fluid? We, we can't do that. <laughs> oh, I thought, you know. <laughs> God, that, that that's what was so fantastic was having that, like, okay, the best comic... The, the best chemistries of characters were easily like Peter and the villains when they're in Happy's apartment. 
uh specifically like him and honestly him and willem dafoe had such a good like chemistry just when they're working together along with otto uh to then go to like the three peters talking to each other specifically tom uh to uh, andrew garfields and like to mcguire's together just felt so good everything about it felt good like they just sounded it didn't sound unnatural at all everything fit it fits so well, which is the scariest part where you're like, oh, it's a multiversal thing. They're from different Earths and now they're all in the same room together. And it it feels like they should have always been like that, which was the craziest part. I think that's what was the most successful part was pulling it off where it felt natural that they're all talking to each other like that from different franchises together. Yeah, like I love that scene where they're just like comparing like who's who's got the craziest villains like. What, what have you guys done that's so interesting? And I, I don't know. I just love, I love that scene. Yeah, he's like, you know, I I, I fought like a rhino, a guy in a rhino yeah. suit. I fought a, like an alien made of black goo. I fought an alien in space once. Wait, you fought an alien in space? He was purple. He was, he was, <laughs> I fought like a purple guy. <laughs> God, he should have said Grimace. He should have said like, hey, I fought this like Grimace looking dude in space. If they could yeah. say Squidward, they could say Grimace. It's like, yeah, he was all purple. You mean like the Grimace? <laughs> oh, God, that would have been so good. Uh, so fantastic. But yeah, they they just, they were so fucking good. And then you'd get the interactions that you kind of always wanted to see, but you couldn't because they were dead. Like Toby, uh, Toby Maguire's Spider-Man and Doc Ock. And when they, they do it for each of the Spider-Man and each of their villains, they kind of lost. And what's great about it is they would play their theme with it. So you had like the Tommy Wire, like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So that's like playing and he's like, Peter, how are you, my dear boy? And he's like, yeah. I'm trying, trying to, to do, do better. better. That was I love so that. So fucking good. So good. And then you have Andrew Garfield with Electro and he's like, you know, I, 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 don't have my electricity it's like you're all good dude and he's like let yeah. me help you up and he's, he's like, like back to being be a black. nobody he's like you you were never a nobody yeah you were always someone max and he's like you know you you go around you stop yeah. cr- you help people you save a lot of poor people i just thought you'd be black he's and i love his reaction he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry man he's like <laughs> you know in one of these mo- in one of these universes there's got to be one right and he's like yeah there should be and it's like you yeah. know everyone cheered because you're like oh miles morales and mm-hmm. you know hopefully we'll get that eventually but again something we're gonna say for the end but overall i'd give this a solid like 7.5 probably not even a 7 i give it a point i don't do point fives, but i'll give that one a point five. i don't think it was great because there's still a lot that could have been happening but i i thought it was pretty solid it was a solid positive movie which you know a seven's not bad guys like good is good it's a good movie i'm saying i'm positive about it like it's not like it's just hard to be like a 10 and a nine and shit that's that's it's It's hard for me to rate this like non-biased because I am both a massive Spider-Man fan and also have like huge nostalgia for especially the Tobey Maguire movies. Oh, yeah, that's that's why it's like I'd almost want to give it an eight just for them being in it. Dude, I you know, actually, you know, I'll be nice. I'm gonna give it an eight because I, they were in it. Like, Fuck. I personally want to give it a ten. <laughs> okay, now you're, like, now you're. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like I, somebody. but it's just because I had so much fun with this movie that there's like, and I even saw it a second time with Chris like a week later, and was just like, I had even more fun because I was noticing things I didn't notice the first time, and so like, and when a movie can successfully do that, where like you watch it for a second time, and not only are you not bored, you're actually like 
not and not even just as into it as before but you're just like oh shit i i didn't even notice this or that or whatever like yeah i tend to really appreciate movies that can do that for me um and so like i did mention a couple nitpick gripes so that's why like i don't want to necessarily say like it's a perfect 10 yeah and i may have delved too like, much into the aunt may stuff but i, I figured yeah, you know it's a, that was a good conversational piece to talk it, about really no that's for, for sure you have a good point there and like i and on that note like if i can rip out all the nostalgia like member berry stuff that is what like made me like this movie so much i'd probably just give it a seven because like yeah if you like it's a good fun action movie but if you have like no connection to any of the other spider-man movies other than the tom holland ones like if you've just seen the the two tom holland movies that and maybe the other marvel movies that have uh led up to this movie like You'll still have a fun time, but especially for like the Green Goblin stuff and the Doc Ock stuff and uh, even Electro, you're going to just be like, who? I don't What? Okay. I'm something of a scientist myself. And like one of the perfect examples is like the scene where, um, and they showed it in the trailer where like Zendaya, uh, MJ gets like knocked off the uh, scaffolding. Oh, I forgot to talk about that part. And she's like falling in, in the movie, like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, he dives to go get her and he gets knocked away by a green goblin. So for a second, I was like, oh shit, are they actually going to kill MJ in this? Like, no, I knew they were. Is he going to get, I called this. I called it out. You did. And then, like, uh, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, <laughs> Peter 3, <laughs> he uh, ran Poor and, guy. like, got her and saved her. And he, like, had this whole moment where he's like, I got you this time. And, like, he didn't, like, say it like that. But he's like, you could see, like, that's what he was thinking in his head. And it's just like, I, like, almost rolled a tear for that because I was just like, oh, my God. Like, the idea, like, can you imagine how that would feel to, like have that burden for so many years. And he even said earlier, like, I'll never punches. He's like, I'll never forgive myself for not being able to save her. And like having that moment where you got to save this one that like, it's not your Gwen, but like you saved another Peter's Gwen essentially. And it's just like, I, I loved that scene and that would have no effect on me. If I have not seen Spider amazing Spider-Man two. Exactly. You, you feel that. Yeah. For all the shit that movie, like, the, the, that movie was not good, but it gave you that scene. Because they did pull that scene off very well. And their acting was done so well that you, like, you believe it The only thing I happens. didn't like about that scene was making the spider webs that he was shooting look like a stupid little hand <laughs> reaching out for Gwen. I was just like, oh, it's a little too on the nose, but yeah, whatever. But it was, God, that was such a good part. And comparing it, like, Aunt May dying, I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. That part, I felt so much more. And it's also, like, the difference here, too, is for as bad as Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, but also as good as the first was, Emma Stone is a fantastic actress. And she was such a good Gwen Stacy that you felt horrible when she died because when you're like, no, Emma Stone's dead. (laughs) They also really didn't, like, it was pretty violent. Yeah, she, like, you hear it. You hear that like death she and you hit see the that ground death. hard and you're yeah. like, oh, she's gone. There's, There's no, no like way. last word or anything or it's just like she's dead. Like Uncle Ben was at least like, oh, Peter. Yeah. This uh. was like fully like. <laughs> and like up. he did everything he could to try to save her. <laughs> he really did. He just he just couldn't. Whereas that's why when you see 
that's why I called it. Uh, the minute you see MJ falling in that trailer, I'm like, mark my words, it's going to be Andrew Garfield that saves her, not Tom Holland. And what happens, Tom Holland gets like swept away by Green Goblin and Andrew Garfield saves her. And you see his face because he's like, I finally did it. And it's so satisfying. And you could feel it too. You're just like, that's that was the crazy part. I haven't watched Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Or like, I haven't watched all the old ones in a long time. But it all flashed right back to me immediately. That's at least how memorable it was, to say the least. Yeah. So that was really, really, really well done. That was great. That That is actually probably my favorite scene in the film was him saving MJ. That was easily, without a doubt, my favorite scene. Um, but more on the disappointing side. Well, I guess the two other big cameos were pretty much, yeah, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, and uh, Tom Hardy as Venom. And, you know, we got the confirmation now. Daredevil is in the MCU. We now also know yeah. Kingpin is in the MCU. We now know, basically, hopefully, Netflix Marvel is in the MCU. Like, apparently, uh, I learned a little bit ago, Jessica Henwick's Colleen Wig as Iron Fist was supposed to be in Shang-Chi. Oh, that would have been super cool. But she had to choose between that and Matrix, and she chose Matrix. Ooh, okay. Well, she wanted to try something new. It makes sense. No, she that's can always, fair. She can always appear in a Marvel. She's not, like, kicked out of Marvel. She can yeah, appear no, anytime. No. It's like, she could be in a Shang-Chi, too. If no, I just, my my reaction was just like, oh, that's unfortunate, because everything I've heard uh, about Yeah, everything Matrix hearing so about far, Matrix, it's just yeah. like, it's it's just kind of okay i've heard her acting in it is good yeah that's, she, she does good i've always I've like heard, I, I really enjoy her acting a lot yeah she i've does, heard her character is like one of the like few really good parts of that movie yeah i mean of course i heard morpheus should also be mostly good because yeah. you know it's uh what's his face we'll know more when black we manta to see it yeah 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 that, that'll be a january talk for sure uh but you know we now know Netflix is in there and it's really cool. And of course, now I just have to wait for the main Netflix character to be in there. The absolute best Netflix character to be in there. Luke John Cage? Bernthal's what the shut the fuck up. John <laughs> Bernthal's Punisher. Yeah, no, he was, he was like perfect. I want to see Luke Cage meet Blade and be like, huh? <laughs> He'll be like, didn't I kill it? Didn't you die? I'm like, what are you talking about blade and it's like no cotton math no no, no I'm, I'm blade oh yeah <laughs> yeah so that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting thing don't worry about that though. that's they, oh, they god could, that is gonna be really they'll weird. fix it in post oh, <laughs> just no. fix it in post they, they don't need to ever meet it's fine it's not important it's okay just have danny Rand and iron fist do their heroes for hire stuff that's honestly what everyone wanted anyway like that's that's what yeah. they want those two yeah. to do considering standalone their seasons are kind of shit and then together they could be cool yeah I mean, I enjoyed them both, but it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, it was Iron Fist season two was fun because it was wacky. Luke Cage was fun until Cottonmouth died. And then we're like, this isn't a good show anymore. (laughs) Mariah isn't a good villain. (laughs) But Venom, we had Venom in there and then he was out of there and they really used it for two reasons. One, comedic relief and two, yeah, uh, to pave the way for some future Tom Holland, Spider-Man stuff. With it doesn't suits. even make any sense why, like how his suit was able to leave like a little bit of itself behind. Cause well, he's drunk. He said, we're drunk Eddie. No, I mean like just when everything's getting reset, like how does that, how does not that bit of the suit also get like, so he got off on a cup. I don't know. That is fucking don't, don't, don't get too much. That's, that's not the question you asked. We don't, we don't ask those questions. But like, 
my my complaints aside of like him not being more in the movie like that scene was super funny the idea that he just like got sent to another universe and he just like was in a bar in mexico just, like, the whole time yeah, just sat in a bar like ha- trying to have the bartender explain to him how the this world is set up for like hours until he just gets like sent back like and it, like i just like the whole like Wait, so you're telling me that there there used to be a billionaire with a tin suit who could fly, and he does the whole like cross his chest and thing like uh, the, yeah. the Catholics do, <laughs> just like, and there's an angry green guy called Hulk, like, yeah, I don't know, I just thought, I thought that scene was super funny. And you said lethal, <laughs> you said lethal protector was a shitty name, because <laughs> it is. <laughs> God. So good. I, I love the whole like. You say this alien guy wanted stones. Let me tell you, aliens don't like the stones. It was like I, I totally didn't get the first time that he meant like the symbiote doesn't like the rolling stones, which I'm guessing yeah. is a problem for him. Uh, that was so good. Oh my god. And then yeah, he just gets sucked back, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, like as soon as he's like, maybe I should go to New York and talk to this Spider Man. <laughs> he's just like, no, we just got here. God, that was so. Uh, I was so annoyed by that. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all of Spider Man, I'd say. Right? Is there any other words you want to have for it? No, I think we covered like the individual. What we felt about the individual villains and like the the different Spider Men. Like we made the the point that it's just like a good movie. But like, if you have nostalgia for everything, then like it's mu- absolutely much more enjoyable. Oh yeah. Uh. We talked about our few complaints, so I think we got it pretty covered. Yeah, and don't, like I said, don't get me wrong. For all the for anything negative I said, I still feel very positive about this movie. I really like this movie a lot. It was very enjoyable. I almost want to buy it, maybe because yeah. I, I stopped buying Marvel movies years ago, so I don't really know. So <laughs> everything's on Disney Plus. I love. I keep seeing like this one meme go around of like how this movie could have been much shorter, and it's literally just like, oh, dude, Peter, the fucking yeah, make Pe- everything mysterious. Make yeah, everyone Peter, forget going, Mysterio. Yeah, Peter going to uh, Doctor Strange, and instead of saying like, "Can you make everyone forget I'm Spider Man?" He's just like, "Can you make everyone forget about Mysterio, including what he said about me?" And it's just like, yes, <laughs> and like movie over. But at the same time, they even have, like, kind of an out in this movie of, like, why Peter went with this plan in the first place. And he's just, like... he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, because he's an idiot. And he's just, like, I love uh, Doctor Strange. Is like, like, he basically is, like, well, did you at least try to plead your case to the college admission boards? He's, like, wait, you, you can do, do that? Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, I mean, I got the letter that said I... I I was rejected. I I thought that that was pretty final. Like, wait a minute. You had me try to brainwash the, or, uh, yeah, brainwash the entire world. Brainwash the entire world before you thought to talk to their admissions board. And it's just like, uh, that's, that's pretty fair. A high school uh, kid probably would not think to do that. Nope. Not at all. Yep. Uh, God, that was, that was great. But, here we are now. Uh, talk of the main film is over, but we got pretty much three other conversations to go over. And the one I, what I wanted to talk about was just kind of like seeing Tommy McGuire come back and seeing Andrew Garfield come back made me think of like, what were they supposed to have done originally? Like what was supposed to be 
the continuation for those characters yeah. if they were never canceled because each one has been basically short formed uh more or less i know it's hard to believe tom to be was because like you know we knew andrew garfield's was at least supposed to be a trilogy and it was going to tie into a, the Venom movie with Tom, Har- yeah. Tom uh, Hardy, as well as a Sinister Six movie, a Black Hat Sable movie, Silver Sable yep. movie, and they, more. They wanted to do a whole Spider-Verse. Yeah, a whole Spider-Verse that was separate from the MCU. And it, we'll get to that soon, because that's still a whole thing that's kind of still there. And then Tim McGuire, many might not know this. There were supposed to be two trilogies for him. Really? Because yeah. I, I knew... I have he was like, halfway done. I have vague, not uh, like memories of hearing that they had plans for Spider-Man Four, but I don't remember what they were supposed to be. Yeah, so it's crazy because all right, one it, it stopped because of like a, a combo of things. One was like partially the the reception wasn't good for Spider-Man Three, but <laughs> it was the biggest earning of the three movies at the same time because you know everyone's already built into that franchise, and then like there was a lot of writing differences in the movies with sam raimi and the other guys that it kind of that's what broke it apart was all the kind of creative differences with all the people writing it and trying to figure it out uh and i think also potentially studio involvement as well because apparently sam raimi was very insistent that there would be a four five and six Hmm, he was insistent about that and unfortunately we won't really know what five and six would have been but at least we can talk about what the fourth one would have been. And this is just kind of interesting because it's like Spider-Man history and looking at like, oh, this is who is potentially going to be in the movie. Uh, Tim McGuire would have returned. Kirsten Dunst is said she was in talks to return, but she wasn't like on board completely. Uh, we would have had John Malkovich on there. You remember John Malkovich, right, James? The actor, John Malkovich. The name sounds super familiar. I probably re- would recognize the face if I saw it. Well, I'll, I'll keep going through it. But uh, we'd also have Anne Hathaway, Dylan Baker, Rosemary Harris, and Bryce Dallas Howard. And kind of to go through everything there, and along with, of course, uh, pr- pretty much probably J.K. Simmons as well. Yeah. Uh, here's everyone that would have been in it. Tim McGuire would have played Spider-Man, of course. Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. John Malkovich as Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. Ooh. the Vulture. That makes a lot of sense. He looks just like he would have worked very well for that. Dylan Baker returning as Kurt Connors again, but potentially as the Lizard. Uh, you know, May Parker, uh, Aunt May, and uh, J. Jonah Jameson back. Bryce Dallas Howard returns as Gwen Stacy. James Cromwell returns as Captain Stacy. Bill Nunn would be Robert Robertson, of course, again, and Elizabeth Banks as Betty Brandt. Anne Hathaway as Black Cat. Oh, my God. That would have been so funny if she had somehow played Black Cat and Catwoman. She was supposed to be this before she was Catwoman. That was the thing. This was, dude, this was supposed to happen back in, like, 2008. Remember, that didn't happen until 2012. Yeah. So. Damn, that's fascinating. Isn't that crazy? I, I. I feel like it, there was some weird rumor when I was younger that I heard she was like going to be Vulturess or something. And I guess that was like a cover for a black cat. Cause it's like, dude, Anna Hathaway would have been a perfect black cat. She is the voice for it. She has everything else for it. Like she would have been perfect oh, yeah. for it. Just and put a silver wig on her. Perfect. <laughs> and I was looking through and there, it there would have been more too. So I don't know if lizard would have been in this one specifically. But it would have had Vulture and one other villain, Mysterio. Ooh. And there is actually uh, 
there is some photos there was some sketches of it and it looked really cool like it would straight up looked like everything we wanted it to be if it had happened uh in terms of just like uh just from the concepts you could tell like it just looks really fucking good i i just can't believe though that it didn't happen like this would have been so freaking cool and having they don't they, here's the thing it shows like mysterious design and it shows vulture's design it doesn't show black cat's design so they, they were hiding that at least and i don't know if lizard would be in it too because i don't know if they want to do that many like heroes and villains like i don't know if black cat would be good or bad but you could see what could have happened there and unfortunately obviously like it's you'd assume it's too late now right for that one to happen yeah that's I, I mean, it's been a bunch of years. I, I think Tobey Maguire... I mean, I know he's still acting, but, like, they even had, like, a, a line in this movie where uh, uh, Doc Ock is just like, oh, you're all grown up. It's, so it's like, they kind of acknowledge that he's much... I shouldn't say much older than he was, but it's just like he's obviously older than he was when the movies yeah. were on. You're almost, like, expecting him to be like, yeah, I have a kid now, too. Yeah. At this point. May Parker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, obviously at this point, I'm pretty sure his act, the actress for Rami has passed away now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously there's movements on online right now, especially on Twitter. It's like, bring back Amazing Spider-Man 3. There are some for a Spider-Man 4 with Tommy Maguire, but it's not even as close. Yeah, I think to... a lot of people are more like, that That one's much less likely to continue. And everyone feels like it had better closure. And that too, it's like it, it felt like a fine end to his series, whereas yeah. like Andrew Garfield was like they were definitely lean, leading towards something for a third movie, and they just Which, were like, not never mind. <laughs> and before I get into Amazing Spider-Man three, at least what it would have been, whether or not it was good or not, because they could, it, it also could have been shit. But yeah. would you, if if given the chance now? Would you want to see if they could get John Malkovich, if they could get Anne Hathaway, if they could get all the actors back again? Would you want to see a Tommy Maguire or Spider Man four? Oh, absolutely. I, I personally like. I literally just spent the last like half hour talking about how deep in nostalgia I am for these movies, especially Tobey Maguire movies. So, I am definitely one of the people that like if they did somehow get this fourth movie off the ground and did it, I would definitely go see it. Just to see how it turned out after all these years. Same. I, I would too. I Sure for the fact that like I was like, Catwoman was great. If I could get her of Black Hat too, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Also, John Malkovich as the Vulture just sounds so fucking good. Like that that sounds like such an interesting idea, honestly. Oh uh, yeah. Like he's an even better casting, in my opinion, than uh Oh, oh uh, Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. Oh yeah, easily. Well Michael it's also that was like years ago compared to like that's like a decade difference as well. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton wasn't as like he was a lot younger back then. He wouldn't have probably been good for it at all. Whereas like John Malkovich was a lot younger too, and he'd still be good for it. Now, I mean, I don't even know how old he is now, but hopefully he could still do it. Like he was in Red. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like the Vulture is like his whole. I don't know, but it's not necessarily his whole character, but like one of the major it's an things old dude. Of his character. He's literally an old dude. He's just trying to steal youth from people with his Vulture suit. So yeah. like. Yeah, the older the dude you can get that can still physically do it, the better. And now we have so much more CG than we did back then. It's still yeah. like you could you could pull that shit off. I, I'd be done. I'd be done for that for sure. Yeah, uh, I just don't see it at all being likely of happening. But I, yeah. I, 
fucking love it. It's, it. I guess the way I would put it is like there's maybe like a 20% chance that an amazing Spider-Man 3 could happen after all these years just because it's like it's not that long ago comparatively. But like also clearly Sony has moved on and Marvel is making their own movies. So Sony doesn't care as much about making their own yeah. Spider-Man specific movies, although they're still going on with the extended universe stuff. Uh, but for the Andrew Gar- for the Tobey Maguire movies, I'd say there's like maybe a five percent chance max that that's gonna happen. I'd say more likely two percent. It's funny though. At this, you know, we'll talk about it after Amazing Spider-Man three because I think it's like universally just kind of like how they are approaching this or potentially watching all this unfold on Twitter and everything else. Yeah, but uh. Like the, I would see it much more likely to be like maybe they could do like a just for Disney Plus short. Well, we'll like talk. We'll talk Andrew about Garfield it. Or, or so Fire. the Amazing Spider-Man three. This was actually very interesting looking at the cast here. Andrew Garfield, of course, is Peter Parker. Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson, which she was supposed to be in Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, too, but she was her cut parts out were cut out completely, which is insane. Uh, I want to save these two for last because actually i'm gonna save these three for last because they're fucking insane because it, it, it's like this it's like amazing spider-man 3 is exactly the same as spider-man 4 like nearly exactly the same in terms of casting i mean not casting but um characters I, i'm like shocked because they they keep getting to that point where they're like oh let's do these characters now and then they get shut off and they took the two big characters they wanted to do in all those movies, and they finally did them, but with Tom Holland. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, but fuck, I wanted to see it in these ones. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sally Field returns as uh, Aunt May. Dane DeHaan returns as Harry Osborn, Green Goblin. Paul Giamatti comes back as Rhino. Chris Cooper is Norman Osborn, a.k.a. King Goblin. Interesting. Felicity Jones, which she was in, like, The Office and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, she was, like, one of the people working at Oscorp. She will play, which it, it was, she was supposed to, like, we knew back then, uh, Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. Black yeah. Cat. Which I'm like, yo, dude, fuck, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, We've been so here, close so many times to getting a Black Cat. <laughs> here, Christoph Waltz as... Otto Octavius. Ooh, that could have been interesting. Matthew McConaughey as Adrian Toomes, aka the Vulture. Okay, that's weird. (laughs) I was like, you see Christoph Waltz and you're like, oh, hell yeah, you see McConaughey, you're like, McConaughey? (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. (laughs) And it's, it's interesting there because I think uh it's supposed to be like this movie and then it was supposed to be the sinister six movie and then it would have been like a crazy like them versus spidey versus them in a two movie arc it says here in like the trivia and she would have been uh uh, felicity jones would have been black hat in the third movie like it was supposed to be she would have been in there and apparently uh, BJ Novak's role as Alistair Smythe in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was also supposed to set up more too. So there was a lot there that was going on. They had a whole universe. And also Alan Tudyk 
for the third movie was in talks to cameo as cletus cassidy interesting honestly they're not a bad pick at all no not really holy shit this is and uh here 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 venom was considered to be a main villain in the film although unknown in what capacity uh mark webb has since clarified that unlike sam raimi he definitely had plans to include the black suit stating given this movie's ideals uh, deals with the peter's guilt after gwen it only makes sense that that's when the symbiote would show up Mm. when peter's at his absolute weakest that makes sense yeah and then eddie brock becoming venom by the end of the film or in sinister six so god there's so much fucking like they could do that but they could do a better job of it like you could still do a lot of those characters and that's the crazy part so think about it spider-man 4 had vulture and mysterio spider-man uh amazing spider-man 3 had it's like everyone wanted vulture everyone was like let's get vulture in and like they were gonna put doc ock in again and with christoph waltz which sounds fucking awesome honestly mcconaughey i don't know about mcconaughey but like yeah he could potentially do a good job he's a little bit older now i guess i don't i don't fucking know it could be like what if they did like showing mcconaughey when he was younger or they make him look older and then it goes like yeah this is what he looks like because he's been sucking people or whatever with his vulture suit that, that kind of makes sense, right? Okay, I could see that. It's like, look at me, I'm at my peak because I fucking with my vulture suit. I just uh, sucked so many young men off. Oh no, <laughs> vulture, stop, please. <laughs> well, what I say? God, I I want this movie to happen more or less how it is, but like you know, they could rewrite, they could make sure shit's like good. And thinking about, like, what went wrong with Amazing Spider-Man 2. Because they had a full, clear focus. It was like, we'll introduce Mary Jane in this. We're going to show that Peter's parents were, like, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or some shit. And you're going to find out all this cool kind of, like, espionage stuff that's going that's been going on at the same time. And they cut it all out. And you're like, was that going to make it better or worse? And from what, like, Andrew Garfield said was, it feels like, it's like BVS kind of, in a way. But they never did the Ultimate Edition after. Mm, where it's like it would have made a lot more sense if it was the full movie they had before they cut everything out but we never got that instead it just kind of fucking died and we were like oh this isn't good and then immediately after they're like tom holland spider-man we're like but we just had what like a third spider-man this fast like that that was that whole thing yeah they cranked him out super fast because amazing amazing spider-man 2 was in 2014 i think and what was civil war 2016 2015 that's how fast uh, that happened. I mean, to be fair, like they, he wasn't like the major focus of Civil War. He was just like in a few, a couple scenes. He was supposed to be. Ugh. So what people don't know is Black Panther was not supposed to be the big focus there. Originally, really? it was supposed to be having Peter choosing. Like he starts off helping Iron Man, and it was ah. supposed to be like him choosing between him and Cap, and it would have actually had that more. So it's supposed Civil to be like in the stuff. comics, but people were worried about it. Uh, and instead fo- chose instead to focus on Black Panther's element instead. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's mm. interesting. Because on the one as, hand, we got like an intro to that wicked awesome As cool Black as Black Panther. Panther is, it would have been like more of like, oh, this is kind of the thing. Why would Spider-Man yeah. like blindly follow Iron Man, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess like 
Iron Man was like one of the most famous Avengers, so like I guess true. You... But I mean, look at the comics too, right? Remember, like it's like oh, Peter yeah. supports Iron Man and all that shit happens. Oh yeah, no, else. like as as cool as Civil War was in in the MCU, like it's really like a pale version. I mean, it's just an airport fight in the MCU. Yeah, where it's, it's like, like it's an actual war in fucking <laughs> the comics, and it's like that's the thing. It's it's way harder to do that level of like conflict that happened in the comics in the movies because like. In the comics, you have decades of history be- between all these characters to ch- to like work with, but in the movies, it's like at that point you had like six years, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but needless to say, though, you'd be down for an Amazing Spider-Man three, right? Which actually seems more likely to happen. You know, after Amazing Spider-Man two, I was like, never make another one of these movies. I hate this movie. Like, I kind of liked Andrew Garfield in the first one. I didn't like this movie, the second movie, at all. I didn't even like some of the things he was saying, like in the um, interviews in the background. That was just like things he wanted to experiment with with Peter. That I was like, I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> but uh, but now after, seeing him now, that's the thing. He was one of my favorite parts about this movie. So like clearly, Andrew Garfield can delight me as yeah. Spider Man and Peter Parker. Like he got me from the moment where he's just like, I don't have an ID on me. You're a very mistrusting person, but I get it. And he just like all he did to prove he was Peter Parker slash Spider Man was jump and like grab onto the ceiling with and his clean a web in the corner. Yeah, and it was like such a like subtle thing or subtle movement, but it's like it sold the effect. Yeah. and it, I just thought it was so funny. And yeah, like so at at this point, I would be actually interested to see the Spider Man again. I they got me. All right, just to to finish it up there, like I would say, and of the other three, I think Andrew Garfield is still my favorite Spider Man. I said that just because of the first movie alone, honestly, really sold me. I, uh, I think that Sony is looking at this, and Sony's been working with Disney, of course, on everything with Tom Holland because mm-hmm. Disney's been the one kind of taking care of the Spider Man stuff for yeah. them. Uh, that was like that kind of whole deal they did. And now seeing, like, you know, remember at a certain point, they split for a second, and there was that whole fiasco, remember? Where Disney's, like, it was that whole thing where Disney's, like, you took my only food, now I'll have to starve. And it's, like, what do you mean? Like, everyone was angry at Sony. And then they're, like, dude, this is, like, Sony's only property. Look at Disney. And then you see, like, the the fatness of Disney with, like, all the other Marvel shit, plus Star Wars, plus Pixar, plus actual Disney, and now Fox. And you're, like... I don't think they're hungry. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not really that hungry. I think they have a lot to eat already. They're, they're fine. They're fine. And they work out their deal. But what does Disney love, James? What is the one thing Disney loves more than anything else in the world? Money. Fucking money. What is something Sony wants right now? Because they've been trying to build it with all these Spider-Verse movies. What, what do they want? Recognition? Also fucking money. They also want yeah, money. No, that's fair. Everyone just wants money. So these guys want money. This is very, very obvious. Look at how much Spider-Man No Way Home made. This, in the middle of, like, pandemic coming back again with, like, Omicron, it was the highest grossing film of the year already, and it's only been out for, like, a couple weeks. It's already, like, number one of the year in terms of money. Spider-Man, just like fucking Batman, like, you don't even need Marvel or DC. Like, these are the heroes that pretty much stand alone they could have their own universes because they're that big 
they make money and people want more of that like a fucking warner brothers they're like we're giving you like three batman next year because we know batman sells and we do that in every facet of things even if you don't want that much batman we're gonna fucking kill you with goddamn batman to where i'm actually getting sick of batman it's insane but spider-man for sony they have now two additional outlets to potentially make money Mm -hmm. they are what like there is a fantastic meme Uh, i'm gonna read it out loud to everybody because it's so fucking funny it is incredibly accurate sony hey stick around morbius is is out next month everyone nah that's okay and it's supposed to be like you know when those kids are walking by Tommy Maguire's Peter Parker and Spider-Man three in the beginning when he's like check that part out and they're like nah we're okay it's like that is anyone actually excited for Morbius? No, I kind of am. I mean, it's Shut like no one's actually excited for Morbius. <laughs> okay, now I get it. Uh, now apparently Chris, I guess he hadn't seen it like any tra- like trailer for Morbius until we went to go see Amazing Spider. No. Uh, spider-man far from home no way home god that i am not a huge fan of the naming scheme for these movies i, I really like the fourth so one spider-man where's home yeah uh and so like Dude, he finally my saw car. the morbius trailer and he was like that looks actually surprisingly good like it's me dr morbius yeah no that i hate that joke it makes At your no service. sense dude that that it trailer could- do I lost my mind when we talked about that trailer for like this podcast, like a, I don't know, a month or two ago when it happened. And I'm even, I make, it makes even less sense now. Cause yes. like all of that, the amazing Spider-Man stuff got like fixed. No, why do I keep saying amazing Spider-Man? The, all the uh, no way home stuff got fixed by the end of the movie. So like, how are there all those references to all the different Spider-Man, different Spider-Man yes. and, and Venom and he knows Venom. <laughs> and the the vulture is in the movie so ah, i'm so confused it, it doesn't none of it makes sense it's like tell me where a spider-man poster you have venom from where the, what the fucking talk you don't nothing makes sense nothing makes any fucking sense and it's so like you have to watch it to understand and you're gonna watch it and what if they're like oh, we didn't actually answer your question <laughs> and we just got you to spend your money to so see you just find like, out nothing they're just like just don't think about it <laughs> at least michael keaton's here right and it's like you motherfucker yeah. we're gonna watch him in flash anyway we don't give a fuck <laughs> so it, it you, you don't know what the fuck is happening with that. And so you don't know what's happening with the rest of their movies. We know Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to be potentially Craven in his own movie. And we know there's going to be a Venom 3. And we know Sinister Six obviously got canceled a while ago. They were going to make a Black Cat Silver Sable movie that got canceled. And they instead were saying, oh, we'll do solo movies for them. We're still waiting. Yeah. They're, they're like, all of a sudden we're getting fucking Morbius before them. That doesn't make any sense. No one cares about Morbius compared to Black Cat. Then yeah. again, no one will even no one will even know who Silver Sable is unless they also played Spider Man PS4 yeah. or read Dance Slots Run where he killed her and then she got brought back. Maybe I don't even fucking know. So having all of those is fine. Is Morbius going to make them a lot of money, James? Probably not. I kind of doubt it. Even even I like who's interested in seeing this movie. I don't see most people caring so, about it. Let's say you have a Morbius movie, you have your Venom movie, you have your Venom 2, and maybe your Black Hat and Silver Sable movies. What if you made a Tommy Maguire Spider-Man 4? Which ones will make more money? All of those or that? Or make your Tommy Maguire 4 movie, 
your Andrew Garfield 3 movie combined will Morbius, Craven, Venom 1, 2, and potentially 3 make more or less than a Spider-Man 4 and an Amazing Spider-Man 3? Mm, I want to say less, but less. I can't say that for sure. Look at the amount of hype there is around these movies right now. Sony, especially Amazing Spider-Man 3. Especially Amazing They don't even need to make a Spider-Man 4, but they could too if they really wanted to. And now they see like, no one would people get confused potentially would anyone actually really care at the end of the day probably not they just go oh look spider-man is in theaters and they're just increasing the amount of spider-man there would be out in a like small a span of a few years or so because in think about it like when people see spider-man on the title they'll probably go in versus seeing morbius on the title probably I would say, or even seeing Venom on the title, you're going to want to go see Spider-Man. And I really, really think that Sony is probably, I bet you anything, that there's execs in there considering going like, is Tommy McGuire too old? Could we get Sam Raimi back? Sam Raimi's right now doing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And now he's basically on great, he's, Disney has him. And now Sony will probably want him back after. Because once Doctor Strange is done, he might be free or he might have some other projects. But like, they're probably like, oh, shit, would you would you want to come back for a fourth one? Like, w- would you be down with Tommy Guar down? Like Kirsten Dunst says she'd love to come back as well. Yeah. They could do something. And then Amazing Spider-Man 3, Andrew Garfield wants to come back. They just that that's the more like, all right, for Tommy Maguire's, you want Sam Raimi back. You know, you want to see Sam Raimi do it again. You want to see like. Tell me where I do it and have that control there. For Amazing Spider-Man 3, you want to see it done, but you want to see it done right with the right people. I don't know who the right people honestly are for this one. You do know, like, whoever fucked up Amazing Spider-Man 2, if they're even on it, you need to have immense supervision on them. You don't want it fucked up again. But I definitely can see that happening. I honestly think there is probably a 60% chance we'll see an Amazing Spider-Man 3 movie in the next five years. You think that high? I think so. Mm. I think it could happen. I think 60% right. chance for that. I think 5-10% chance for Tommy Maguire Spider-Man 4. But I bet you anything Sony execs are thinking about it because they're like, this could make us money and Disney could potentially somewhat profit off of parts of it because I don't know, but I think they could. Maybe. I don't, I don't see how it could fit in because, you know, that's the whole thing. Sony's been, Disney's been like, just give us fucking Spider-Man back. We just want it back. Like, and they're like, no, you, you, Marvel did this in the first place because they literally had no more money and they were going bankrupt. And that's, that's the whole reason all this happened in the first place. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. And I I did, I started tweeting out the uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3 hashtags as well. (laughs) And our podcast account has been doing that. I think I made a whole full listing. I'm like, you know. Things to get done, you know, release the air cut, restore the Snyderverse, Ray Fisher is our cyborgs, Henry Cavill is our Superman, Amazing Spider-Man 3. You know, these are all the important things for DC, especially the Amazing Spider-Man 3 part, you know. It's fine. Just do it. It's great. Mm -hmm. All right. That is it for those, I think. And then just kind of to finish off here, guys, to talk about Tom Holland's future here. We see him with nobody. His aunt's dead. His friends don't remember him. He's on his own. He's in an apartment that looks like shit. He's going to be going to community college. 
we are finally it take it took three movies to finally see him potentially have the fourth movie be him as Peter Parker and Spider-Man like the Peter Parker and Spider-Man that's like everyone knows yeah. the one that's like down in the dumps can't get shit good everything's bad and he's just getting by for the most part yeah it's gonna be really cool to see what happens in the next movies because these are the movies I'll be looking forward to now because these are the movies I've been waiting to see this whole time. And it'll be interesting seeing the change because, you know, the home movies were all him in high school. This is high school, Peter Parker. Yeah. And there usually are weird time lapses. Like for Tim McGuire's was kind of like from one to the next and it wasn't really there. And neither was Andrew Garfield's. They were just kind of like, they didn't, there wasn't much focus on the part of like what his age is. And I will say at least I'll give that to Tom Holland's is they give you like, hey, it's a high school kid. I'll be at one that might be a little too uh, trust fundy, but a high school kid nevertheless. And now we're getting college Peter, college Peter, probably with part time job. I'm imagining like you're going to see him juggling at least he he has it easier, I guess, in a way easier than the other Peters, because, you know, the other Peter had to disappoint Aunt May all the time and disappoint yeah. Mary Jane. Now he doesn't have that. It's just going to be. This Peter is juggling community college. He's juggling being Spider-Man and he's juggling potentially a part-time job that you'd assume could be something that's working for J. Jonah Jameson, I'd assume. Or the pizza uh, place. Or the pizza place, yeah. And Darnell Rollins is there like, Spider-Man sold that guy's pizza! Like, that'd be fantastic. Oh, God, I wish they'd put that in the movie. That would have been fantastic. That would have been so great. But Pizza time. <laughs> we see then, we're going to get that, potentially. Most likely. And then we were also going to get Venom in there. And it's going to be Peter Parker as Venom in the black suit. Because this is what we were talking about for Spider-Man 3. It was going to come to him when he was in grieving of Gwen. Because it's him at his weakest. Currently, this will be him in this fourth movie. When the symbiote comes, it'll be him at his weakest. And he will get the black suit. And we see, like, you know, all the different things up in the, uh, the, the like, multiverse shit. But we know, like, oh, there was, like, teases of Black Cat and Scorpion and some others, and specifically Craven. And the one thing people are talking about and that I think is possible, but I just, I'm curious if, like, it's completely separate or not then from the Aaron Taylor Johnson Craven is would it be Craven? And it's like Craven's last hunt thing where it's like Craven hunting him in the black suit. Because mm, that's a big story, right? Isn't that an iconic story? Yeah. So I think that's a possibility, but we've talked about it before. The villains that we think are coming next. And we already talked about also the ones that we think are going to come back, potentially. The two of which are the guy that played Shocker would be back mm -hmm. and be actually Shocker. And, and Matt Gargan. Yeah, Scorpion. Would be back as Scorpion. So we could have Shocker, Scorpion. We could have Craven in there as well. Not in eight, the full movie, but I'm saying like this is like the unfolding of probably another trilogy of movies. We have them. Uh, we could see Rhino because we didn't really get Rhino. And I think it would be a better idea to have not a fucking mech suit, but actually a dude in a weird Rhino costume yeah, instead. Yeah, I was not a fan of Paul Giamatti's uh, uh, Rhino. Not so much because I, like, I like Paul Giamatti, although I thought that that character was really weird. <laughs> but the, uh, the suit was just yeah. like, it's not a suit that was just like, a vehicle that's shaped like a rhino for some reason we could see that we could also see the one i really want to see not 
not Ned as him, but someone else, the original version, but Hobgoblin. Because I always preferred Hobgoblin to Green Goblin. I always thought Hobgoblin was cooler. Yeah, he's usually much more, like, brutal. Yeah, so I think Hobgoblin would be good. And then I think, uh, what was I just thinking of a second ago? Um, They could do, like, Alistair Smythe at a certain point. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't thinking of Smythe. I was, I was still thinking of him for Spider-Man 4, Amazing Spider-Man 3 or something. They could put in someone who is now confirmed to be there. They could put in Kingpin. Ooh, they could and we could see crossovers with Daredevil because they're the street characters. Mm-hmm. So, and Punisher. Imagine John Bernthal's Punisher meeting t- Peter, like Tom Holland's uh, Peter Parker. That'd be so cool. Spider-Man. Like, we could see all this stuff unfolding. So I think these are all the things to look out for for what's next. Think, like I said, Scorpion, Rhino, Shocker, Craven, uh freaking kingpin like look at all those guys i think that that's what's going to be coming here and then potentially see things like punisher and daredevil the more street characters we'll probably still see spider-man in whatever adventure level thing that's happening but the street characters have always had a weird alliance and crossovers that i think have always been probably much better every single time than anything that avengers do well honestly peter or spider-man and daredevil have very similar like styles of movement I guess. Yeah. And then Punisher is just like, you fucking idiots, just kill him. And it's like, no, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> so I think that's everything covered, right? I'm pretty sure that's all. Of it. But so. that's that's what we thought about the movie. That's what could potentially happen if we had a Spider-Man 4 with Tommy McGuire and Amazing Spider-Man 3 with, uh, with Andrew Garfield. If you really care about it, like it's really a thing. I'm not saying you should or not. But if you care about it, you, that's how you're going to be doing is make that Twitter hashtag continue. Yeah. And see what you can to make that happen. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing the Timmy Wire one, but I'll for sure be like, yo, let's get that Andrew Garfield thing happening because he's still fucking, there's a lot of energy there that can happen. And I think it'll be great. And we see what's going to happen in the future of Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies. So that's a lot to go off there. And, you know, it's a long episode. I, that's why I didn't want to do anything else. I figured this would be a big ass thing. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us another year. We really appreciate it. If you want to comment, uh, send feedback or ask a question you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com you can follow the show on Instagram Twitter and in TikTok at sutrasidetalk you can follow James on Twitter at invaderjim124 and you can follow me on Twitter at gogohomzilla uh, next year we'll return with everything uh, pretty much like cut of steel we'll be doing uh, Birds of Prey Wonder Woman 1984 uh, we'll be talking about all the movies coming out soon. We'll do an episode easily on the Batman when that comes out. So there'll be a lot more besides that, though. And potentially soon enough, we'll be doing the uh, where are they now status of every single DC film ever announced since Man of Steel and see what the fuck happened to all of them, if they're dead or not. Uh, up to it, down to it, we'll be coming back soon. We'll be doing the classic Halo trilogy, uh, talking about that. And hopefully I can get Orin on again, uh, but it would be more with uh, Miles and I for that episode. And then uh, Sutra Sad Watch will be starting our second year, which will be hopefully a, a good time. We've already picked out our movies and uh, you can listen to our last. Uh, I don't think we've actually talked about them yet, but we should be making our New Year's episode with from Russia with love. And there we should be able to announce all the movies we have planned for 2022. So that'll be really fun. And once again, though, uh, we will be coming in to youtube with full-on video next year with sutra side sutra side talk specifically 
uh, cut of steel up to a down to it and suture side watch will still be only audio. We'll just see how the video does for this one. And over time we might bring others over. I just don't want to do certain ones just because they will be hard. They're already hard enough to edit audio wise. And I don't want that mess on a video. Uh, so that's why this one's easier. It's just the two of us usually with maybe a couple guests, but uh, that's a lot more simple to manage. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining us and we will see you next year. So long. Happy Thanks. New Year. Thanks for listening.